heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. And uh, it, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, if we get a little giddy in here, or we laugh a little bit, that's the other term for it, it's because we're all together. We haven't all been together, and it seems like forever. It's been a while. Yeah, if one of us is here, the other one's gone, or, or a couple of us are gone. So there's five of us in the studio today, and you'll get to hear from all five of us. But it's me and Robbie and Al and Dennis and... Vinny, and so uh, we, we do have a room full, which is really good to see you guys again. Okay. <laughs> good to see you, too. <laughs> okay, you leave me hanging. It's, it's not that thrilling as you might. <laughs> I, I guess it's not we're that excited. exciting. <laughs> well, maybe God will be glad if we're near him. And so that brings us to the topic today of what happens if, let me say it a different way, drawing near to God. Is that easy to do? Is it hard to do? Is it something you never really thought about? You don't know how to do it? And so we're going to talk about the topic that comes from James 4.8 and the first part of that verse that's, that says, come near to God and he will come near to you. I think one of the things we want to talk about very first is notice it doesn't say he might come near to you. Mm-hmm. There's a promise there. There's a promise that he will come near to you, but we also have an action we need to take. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about how we become more familiar with moving closer to God, what we do to do that, and how that sometimes we have a hard time doing that. And so I'm going to go ahead and go to a clip pretty quickly, and it's from the movie Courageous. And I know if you've listened to the show for a while, I don't often use Christian movies, believe it or not, to make points because I really love secular music. Not that I don't appreciate Christian movies, but uh, this one from Courageous, I just found it and I had to use it. And so in this clip, what you have is a man who's lost his daughter, and he's in being counseled by the pastor. And I took a little snippet from that conversation because I want you to, to listen to it. But don't think about in the line of having lost somebody, but just a difficult time in your life. And apply it to a difficult time in your life. And we'll come back and we'll talk about that. That those who go through this and trust in the Lord discover a comfort and an intimacy with God that most people never experience. I don't want to trust him. I just don't understand what he's doing. Well, he doesn't promise an explanation, but he does promise to walk with us through the pain. He does promise to walk with us through the pain. When I was thinking about this topic a little bit, I thought about the times that I've grew closer to God, and initially early on in my my walk with, with Christ was in the times of difficult um, situations when they would come up, you know, a death of a parent or a death of um, someone close to me or just a loss of a job or the things that happen in life that really kind of bring you to that point and you have to make a decision, do I move closer to God? Do I get mad at him and move away? And for me, a lot of times, that's what took me closer to, to him. But part of the thing that I wanted to play that clip was God's not waiting on those bad things to happen. Right? That's life. Things are going to happen. People are going to die. People are going to get sick. All those things. That's part of living in a fallen world. Yeah, Christ has overcome this world, 
but we're still here for now. And, and while we're here, those things are going to happen. So not waiting till then to draw near to him is pretty important. Al, I want to go to you and ask you a question. When we brought up this topic earlier, talk a little bit about when you were a non-Christian or just becoming a Christian and how this topic really kind of struck you. You know, when I was a new Christian, um, I thought that these personal close relationships were strictly for pastors, prophets, people in the Old Testament, maybe the New Testament, but not, not where I was at. And so there was an ignorance that there, there was this close relationship. And, you know, for me, we call it being fathered by God, where you have that relationship, you're talking, you're, you know, you're going to him for everything and you're, you're listening as well. Sometimes he, you feel words in your heart. Sometimes things happen and you get enlightened or you get encouraged. But for me, that was the darkest time. I mean, looking back, not realizing I could have that relationship, that it was possible. Oh, that was a, that was probably the darkest time in my life up until that point. So the part of it is not knowing it's available. Mm -hmm. The Bible is a book of examples, not exceptions. Right. Right. And so knowing that that's God puts that there because it's available to us. And so that's part of it. I'm kind of switch gears a little bit and ask you guys each a question. What causes you to draw nearer to God or what do you do to draw nearer to God in your life? And so I want to kind of start with you again of, of what do you do currently or have you done in the past to draw nearer to God so you can be more in his presence? That's a that's a good question. It's a tough question because, you know, it's it's been a progression um, before it would be tragedies, before it would be um, before I was on a daily basis praying or reading the Bible. But now um, it's not the tragedies or the stress. It's more I just we have that relationship where like when I wake up, you know, I look at my wife. First thing I smile at her. I do the same thing with God. I just I said, you know, I say, good morning. You know, what are we doing today? That that kind of joy. And at least one of them smiles back. Yeah, some of them snore. <laughs> Sometimes my wife lets the, the nasal go. Uh, Dennis, um, what about you? What's some things in the past where you've drawn nearer to God, or what do you do to, to draw nearer to him? Well, it's interesting because uh, with the clip that you used, about 20 years ago when my dad had a massive heart attack, was that that situation is what started to draw me back closer to God in communication with him. Uh, getting back into his word. So it was a, a bad circumstance and seeking, uh, you know, praying to him to save my father that really started that. Uh, over the years, it's been uh, just developing a regular communication with him. And I have to admit that some days I'm really good about that and some days I'm not so good because uh, it it requires intimacy. It requires uh, uh, work and Sometimes, sometimes we don't feel like doing that, whether it's in a relationship with him or with other people. Exactly. Robbie, what about you? What, uh, what do you do currently to draw closer to God? Well, I've coined the phrase for years, the five slamma jamma cat pajama prayer. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, in those times where I feel like, wow, you know, I really need to hear something. And I believe that you know, a pastor once said, and it stuck in my heart, never got out, that you have two ears and one mouth. And so prayer is twice as much hearing as it is talking. And for me, and so the five slamma jamma cats pajama prayer is all about hearing from God. Because if I'm not hearing back anything from a prayer, then I don't feel like I actually have any intimacy. 
And so the way that prayer, you know, essentially goes is I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to prepare to hear and to focus on listening and having a great expectation that I'm going to hear from him and not necessarily on any given topic that I may be up, but just simply, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to know that you're there. Can you, you know, Robbie to God, come in God, <laughs> you know, how that looks, and then sit back and listen with the expectation of hearing. Now, Robbie, I want to follow up with that just a, a moment. Does, does the enemy like that for you, or does he try to throw things to get you derailed in the midst oh, of that? Oh, yeah, the, but part of the five slamajama is, is called giving it to God. So 40 zillion things will pop in your head that you want to listen to other than trying to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And what you have to do almost immediately, and it's it's part of the five slamma jamma process, is okay. That thought popped to my head. No, God, I'm gonna give that to you. You got that. Here comes this thought. Here comes this pain. Here comes this issue. I'm gonna give that to you, Lord. I know that's not what we're talking about. So I'm waiting to hear for you. Okay, I'm gonna tease a little bit and ask if it's your your permission. Okay, Robbie, not tease you, that's but, but tease okay. the listener. That if you want to know the five slamma jamma prayer, I'm sure Robbie. We'll have that posted for us to put on the website. Will I will. I will update the blog before they ever hear this pod, Before they ever hear this broadcast. So the five slamma jamma, all the steps to the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer will be there at masculinejourneyradio.com. But if you're listening live, yeah, then they'll still be there. <laughs> okay, you are amazing. You're gonna get your time machine. Oh, you like back. to watch me? Okay, okay, Vinny. For you, what? Uh, how do you draw nearer to God? Uh Let's see, how do I draw nearer? If I was any closer right now at what's going on in my life, mm-hmm. I'd be in his shadow, <laughs> you know, honestly and truthfully. Uh, I've always been close to God, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I've strayed, uh, but I've always been close to him because I don't know anybody in my lifetime that is a Christian that I've said this to all you guys that you know whether you believe in God or not, when something drastic happens, you say, oh, my God, you know what I mean? And everybody does it. Mm-hmm. So with me, what's happening in my life now, uh, being a little bit on the old side and uh, blind with a blind wife, uh, I'm so close to God that, you know, I almost want to put on a robe and be as... Mm-hmm. as uh, associate and help him with it i just believe in god and i now know that i've always believed in god and i was always drawn to him like most everybody here and out there always when something is going wrong and that's not getting close to god you know you only go to him when something is wrong you should be close to him at all times celebrate the good things as well as the things that you can't handle. Uh, I guess that's about how I feel about God and drawing near to him. I'm, like I said, if I got any closer to God now, I'd be in his shadow. Uh, I think I'm on the same cloud as he is, <laughs> and uh, he's telling me to lose weight because he don't want to fall through. <laughs> and I think you bring up, as always, some very, very good points. I think you really get it look at your faith not only when things are going bad but when things are going really good because are you going to god as much when things are good as you are when they're bad or if they're just in between because honestly a lot of life we live kind of in between 
there's peaks, there's valleys, but there's also some plateaus that we're on. And, and do we often go to him in all those times? I think part of what we're talking about, is this just for new Christians? Or do existing Christians struggle, struggle with it? And I tell you, existing Christians struggle as well. And we're going to come back and talk about that and why. And how do we move past it? If you want more information on what we might be doing, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to learn more about us, to watch, or watch, to listen to some old podcasts. We'll try to load some pictures of Al on there. No, we won't. But just so that you go when I come back and go to that website and get the five slam of jam of prayer now. sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe. Make sure you test your home for the presence of radon. To learn more, call 866-730-GREEN. A message from the US EPA. One in five kids diagnosed with cancer will not survive. Who will find the cures? You will. Together with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. On September 19th and 26th, Walk, run, fight to end childhood cancer. We won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join our fight. Go to stjude.org slash walkrun to sign up. That's right. The Jackson 5. The Jackson 5. How often do you get to turn into a Christian radio station and hear an oldie like that? And what was that song? Uh, I'll be often. there? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it was I'll hey, be there. Just real uh, quick, um, Howard, Don Ho called. He wants his shirt back as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> what you did get oh, to hear when we were on break was uh, Howard came in, hired a producer, came in and said that the uh, Federal Communications Commission called and said there's absolutely no pictures of Al to be posted on our website and so Harsh. we're going to have to honor that but don ho does want his shirt Praise back <laughs> and he wants it clean this time okay we're going to move on thank Praise you Al. Lord. Uh, what a beautiful picture of how god sees relationship with you sam and you robbie and you al and you Vinny and me uh i'll be there right for you yeah when you listen to that song obviously it's, it's they're singing to a girl yeah. but when you take out just a couple of the lyrics it really is how god is speaking to us mm-hmm I will be there. I'll be there to comfort you. I'll be there to protect you. Not that things in life won't happen, but there's protection in the midst of all that. Right? There's protection of your heart, mm-hmm. even though it may not be protection of your body or, or, or of a situation, but he's there to help get you through it. And I think that it's really a pretty cool song when you listen to it in that context. Yeah. So we, when we left, we talked about, is this just for new Christians or to existing Christians, regardless of how long you've been a Christian? struggle from time to time drawing near to God. Um, for me, I struggle sometimes, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Dennis, you had a clip that may help explain why sometimes people struggle with that, don't you? Yeah, it's a clip from a movie called Up in the Air, which uh, George Clooney, I believe, starred in it. His character in this scene is, a, I guess, what you'd call a corporate writer. He was a guy that went in and broke up corporations and 
people would get laid off and things like that. He's given a talk to a group of people in this particular scene. And uh, let's listen and see what he thinks about relationships. Now, this is going to be a little difficult, so stay with me. You have a new backpack. Only this time, I want you to fill it with people. You start with casual acquaintances, friends of friends, folks around the office. And then you move into the people that you trust with your most intimate secrets. Your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, your parents. And finally, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You get them into that backpack. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to light it on fire. <laughs> Feel the weight of that bag. Make no mistake, your relationships are the heaviest components in your life. You feel the straps cutting into your shoulders. All those negotiations and arguments and secrets and compromises. You don't need to carry all that weight. Why don't you set that bag down? Some animals we're meant to carry each other, to live symbiotically for a lifetime. Star-crossed lovers, monogamous swans. We are not those animals. The slower we move, the faster we die. We are not swans. We're sharks. Yeah, so uh, what he's saying is basically uh, relationships, guys, are a pain in the bat pack. You know, <laughs> you, you just don't... It, it takes work to have relationships. Uh, it's not something that if you're if you're moving, if you're on the go, and I'm sure there's some men listening today that have busy lives. Uh, it, you have to take time to develop relationship, and some of us fear that intimacy, you know, because that takes work. So this guy later on, he he came around in a relationship with a woman. But what he was saying basically is, I don't have time to develop relationship. How many of us think that way? And maybe even if we're honest with ourselves or thinking that way about our relationship with our Heavenly Father, you know, I've got all these other things. Or you go through your day and you find that I've been going through this whole day today and I haven't really spent any time with my Heavenly Father because he's not the bigger priority because, you know, we're sharks and we want to do something else. So that's, that's kind of how it spoke to me about it, it takes work to do that. Uh, you have to get over that fear of intimacy that maybe some of us have experienced, getting that close. Uh, but it's, it, it does take hard work. It does. And that may be a big part of it is we don't know what it will require of us as well. It's going to take some hard work, or it may take the fact that I can't be as uh, independent as I think I should be or Maybe it's my own stubbornness that might get in the way of I want to do things my way and I'm afraid God's going to ask me to do it a different way. Have to give up some control. Have to give up control when you really don't have it anyway. You just kind of think you do. Right. Right. Or, or maybe it's a distrust, as you talked about, of relationships or the Father's heart and buying into the lies of the enemy. But there's something else that might kind of get in the way, Robbie, in there. There's something that your clip will kind of speak to. Yeah, the thing I thought of when I heard about the topic was what Adam's problem was, was that he wanted to hide. Um, he needed a fig leaf. And that has to do with when we've messed up, when we've sinned, which often, often happens because of our own fear. 
And, of course, that's where we find Adam. And that's where we're going to find this young man from the movie Cinderella Man. This poor boy had stolen some stuff, and his natural re- you know, response was to hide from the father. And if you listen closely, the two other children in the family jump out to greet the father, but the one that's in trouble, you don't find him until you go looking for him. What are you doing, son? I'm being good. I'm being quiet. I'm being cave. Great. Daddy! Daddy! Hey, Rosie Cheek! How you doing? Daddy! Chase store! What? Chase store. What's all this about? See? It's a salon. Young lady, your brother's in enough trouble without you telling on him. You understand? It's from the butchers. And he won't say a word about it, will you, Jay? Will you, Jay? Okay, pick it up. Let's go. Do not test me, boy. Right now. Howard, stay here. Marty Johnson had to go away to Delaware to live with his uncle. Why? His parents didn't have enough money for them to eat. Yeah, well, things ain't easy at the moment, Jay. You're right. There's a lot of people worse off than what we are. And just because things ain't easy, that don't give you the excuse to take what's not yours, does it? That's stealing, right? We don't steal. No matter what happens, we don't steal. Not ever. You got me? Are you giving me your word? Yes. Promise. And I promise you, we will never send you away. It's okay, kid. You got a little scared, I understand. It's okay. So the the reconciliation there, Sam, is just spoke to my heart just like volumes that if we could get to the place where we would drop that fig leaf and and come to the father and say okay i admit i was scared and that and and i thought we were gonna not have any food and you would send me away but you, the way that this particular father went after the boy's heart and then assured him and gave him a promise like i'm going to draw near to you that i will never send you away what it is that you are concerned about is not a real fear that you're listening to the enemy. So as I think about one of the places that the masculine journey has brought me in my journey in drawing nearer to God was seeing how many fig leaves Robbie has been wearing most of my life. And it's in those places where I am really struggling with sin that provide the greatest opportunity for reconciliation with the father that I can go like that boy and say, well, here's why and what I'm struggling with. Can you help me father? And we can have some major freedom available to us with what Christ paid for us at the cross. And notice that through that clip, he didn't say, Hey, go talk to the butcher. The father stayed near him all the way through it. He was with him every step of the way. Even when the boy thought there was disappointment, even when he thought there was all these other things, the father was still there. 
Robbie, I will be praying for you that those fig leaves drop and not when we're around you. And I, I've seen that. It's a full-length fig coat. So. Uh, Dennis, when we live without being near God, we kind of live in conflict, don't we? Isn't there an internal conflict that happens because of something you just handed me there? Why don't you tell me a little bit about what that verse was? Yeah, because, and it's actually a devotional a friend of mine was reading to me a couple of days ago, and I thought it spoke volumes about uh, what we're talking about here today. It says, why am I here? Why did God create me? And it gives three things, but the first one, it says you were created for an intimate fellowship with God and to have daily communication with Him. So we were created for that purpose, to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. So if we're not having that relationship, then something inside of us just isn't going to feel right. So maybe some of that unhappiness or that anger may be directly related to unknowingly or maybe even knowingly living in conflict with that, that the way you were made to be near God. Mm-hmm. So, so what's some advice that you would give some people out there today as we come towards the end of the show of, of how would you draw near towards God today? What would you do if you had five minutes, Robbie or Al or Dennis or Vinny, and I said, you need to, draw near to God right now, how would you do that? For me, I would just speak to him because I know he's listening. Mm -hmm. I know he's there. Uh, And that's the biggest part of it. A lot of people think that they're not doing anything by prayer. Prayer is the biggest thing uh, for being close to God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you do it on, well, not 24-7, but, you know, most of your life... uh, You'll never, he'll never push you away. He will always listen. The thing of it is, is that you have to listen. The thing I would say is that if you were trying to entice a girl to fall in love with you, you would be thinking, how can I go after her heart? And what a neat prayer for me lately in the last few months was to say, God, how can I, like the lady, break the spike nard and come after you like she did? You know, but you already had him at hello. <laughs> you know, going back to the Jerry Maguire quote. So no matter where you are today, if you didn't know it was available, it is available. If you don't know how to do it, there's some tips. And if sin's getting in the way, just pray through that and say, God, I give it to you. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on The Truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285, or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on The Truth Network.